Welcome to the Becoming Whole podcast. I am your host, Karima Eames, a holistic therapist, author, and passionate seeker of truth. For the past 34 years, I've been working with people on inner transformation. I've taken my learnings and written a new book, Becoming Whole, The Art of Inner Transformation. This book is packed with tried and tested tools and stories. And now in this podcast, we'll explore real-life client examples and how they have applied these tools to transform their lives. Come and join me if you would like to learn how to transform your life too. My guest today is Prue. She is 44 years old and has a nine-year-old son. Five years ago, in a time of turmoil and spurred by deep knowing that there was more to explore, to know, to feel, but not knowing how to unlock it all, she traveled to Pune, India, after reading about the Osho Meditation Resort in a magazine. She went with no experience of meditation or knowledge of who Osho was, purely feeling a deep pull to go. That experience sparked a divergent path exploring consciousness, sensuality, conscious relating, conscious parenting, and loving wholeheartedly. In this podcast, I'm starting to introduce resources that are not mentioned in the book. I had this vision to create a forum for anybody in my community to share valuable tools they found. True, Prue is introducing one of those. For parents and those that relate with young people, she highly recommends the Emotions Traffic Light Toolbox, and we will talk about this more at the end of this podcast. Hi, Prue. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you and sharing your specific insights with our listeners. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm excited, a little bit nervous, but yes, happy to be here with you. Beautiful. And the nervousness is normal. Yes. Can you say why you're interested in doing inner work? Um, I have an inner yearning and an excitement to continually grow um, and to learn and to understand not just about myself, but about my beloved husband and about my gorgeous child and and relating to others that I love. Um, It's become intrinsically woven into the fabric of my life, the exploring, the learning. I can't actually imagine life without it. Actually, there is no life without it now. You know, my sessions with you are, they're non-negotiable. It's, it's part of my world and it enriches my everyday. And I yeah, just can't imagine not having that. I love that you mentioned the yearning or what is often called the longing. I think everybody doing this work, anybody who's interested in truth, has this longing, this yearning, this something where we don't know in the beginning even what it is. I didn't know as a teenager Mm -hmm. what it was. So thanks for mentioning that. Now let's start with some more of the questions. What important moments of doing your inner work are standing out for you? Uh, One of the big ones for me is, is one that just happened recently. So it was you introduced the analogy of the ocean to me. Um, and I had some chaos happening all around me. So you sort of spoke about the chaos that's on the surface um, of the water, and that was the turmoil that was happening in my life at that time. And then as we moved down, um, I had that feeling of the darkness and the sort of danger, the unknown, um, feeling a little bit lost. 
But as I went further, I reached the bottom of the ocean and it was calm and peaceful and so beautiful. And I just, I had this deep knowing and trust that everything that I was envisaging, envisaging for my life was going to fall into place, that it was meant to be and that I was on that path and I didn't even need to plan it. I didn't actually need to understand how I was going to get there, um, which is quite difficult for somebody like me. I'm a planner. I'm a perfectionist. I want to work out each little step to get to the end goal, but just knowing that and trusting that I will get there. And even now I can close my eyes and I can feel that like it's, it's, it's embedded within my body. Um, and some days it's harder to find some days, the ocean's choppier than other days, but it's, I know it's always there. I love that you mentioned that it's one of my favorite maps for the inner world. And as you know, I give a lot of maps and I like maps because it makes it easier for us to go in. The inner world is foreign, is strange territory very often for most people, especially in the beginning. And so the ocean represents, gives an image of everything from the surface, turmoil in the mind, in the body, or emotions to the depth, which is true nature. And it's a beautiful personal description of that that you just shared. Thank you. So any other important moments that are standing out for you? Yes. There was a really powerful one for me around having an inner experience of anger. So I had this deep red voluminous swelling, expanding, contracting like this. It was all just happening in my body. And it wasn't until you told me that red is the color of anger um, that you know, to, to feel all of that and to feel that juiciness inside my body, but then to actually move through that and have this strength, this power and this calmness and to know that anger is actually beautiful and I'd never really thought of it in that way and I'd suppressed it in myself quite a lot um, and to the point that sometimes it would explode and I'd feel sort of out of control almost. Um, and so to actually know that it's the foundation of, of who we are as, as, as humans, right? That, that it's beautiful. And to, to feel that strength and that energy, um, it's still something that I can feel. Even just talking about it now, I can, I can feel that. I really want to highlight that because anger is for so many people a challenging emotion. And when it's felt in the wrong way, in the unhealthy way where it's repressed, it can lead to a lot of trouble and issues and or explosions or implosions. And it's not good. But when mm -hmm. it's felt healthily, which is what you're describing, you feel the energy of it, you allow it, you don't resist it then it transforms into strength and beautiful aliveness. So this is a really valuable piece of information because I do believe for many people this is very foreign to hear that, you know, anger can transform into something very beautiful. Mm. So any other important moments you want to share? 
they were the big ones. Great, thank you. Now, what challenges have you overcome? Uh, so, <laughs> a parenting comes to mind when you ask that question. So, it's my biggest challenge, but it's also my greatest teacher. So, Bo, he, he is my teacher. Every day, he's my teacher because at each stage of his development, there's something new for me to learn, to be able to guide him, to nurture his essence, um, to allow him to shine and to to be able to have all that he dreams on. And he, he dreams a lot and he's got very big dreams and we're only at year nine, um, so um, actually nine years old. So there's, there's further to go and I really feel that, you know, he – He's amazing because they're sponges, right? So all that I learn, I pass on to him and he just, he take because he understands it. He's so close to his true nature still, right? That he he just goes, oh, okay, that's, that's what I do and that's how I use that and this is what I'm meant to be doing. And it's beautiful to see him take on those tools um, and, and actually turn them around to me sometimes. And he says, so, mommy, I can see that you're going through this. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I love when you share in sessions how you have applied the tools, not just for yourself, but actually in parenting and taught him and how he sometimes then uses it, like the going in and the describing and then even sharing that back with you. That is just utterly beautiful. Mm. Any other challenges? There is another one, actually, um, and this one for me is the art of letting go was one of my biggest challenges very, very early on in my inner journey. And I was actually at a workshop and I listed, I got my book out the other day, it's like 15 things that I needed to let go, um, control, perfection, anxiety, other people's perceptions, As I had the list kept going on and on. Um, and I had this really powerful um, meditation where I literally was just letting things go. I was almost throwing them off my body. And what that allowed me to do was, for the first time really, was connect with my heart and my body. And then in turn, I was able to connect more deeply with my essence and my sensuality and my sexuality. And it was the next day that I connected with my divine man who is now my husband and I've never ever experienced a connection like that uh, and I'm immensely grateful that I have a relationship where I'm continually discovering more and more about myself and relating to another and and holding space and nurturing that amazing love that we have and I cherish it it's the foundation of of life and it's something that I'd not experienced and for Bo to have that as a a, a role model or you know something for him to to learn from and aspire to having that type of love in his life is is something that I'm very grateful that he has that in his life yeah, and I would add to that your relationship is based on an honest foundation 
you know, it's authentic, there's a real connection, and that is a kind of relationship that deepens. And it's really beautiful that, like you said, your son has that as a model later for him as a model for relationship. Great. Now, what have you learned? How would you summarize that? So there's there's three key things that have come through for me, particularly with the work that I've been doing with you. The first one is around acceptance of what is. So acceptance of this moment, um, acceptance of, of how I'm feeling, what's happening. And, you know, I have to keep circling back on that because I can start thinking about the future and all that entails and trying to, you know, work out every step towards, <laughs> towards that end goal. But really bringing myself back to this present moment um, and, and being in that moment and being happy in that moment. Or maybe happy is not even the right word. It's just I think the ex word acceptance is really important in, in all of that because it doesn't matter if I'm happy or sad or angry or frustrated or just blissful or calm. It's, it's accepting all of that and accepting that it can they can all be there, like all those emotions can be there at any one time. The other one for me was um, to look at myself with loving, compassionate and tender eyes. You said this really early on to me and you've said it a, a few times because, I, you know, I can be my hardest critic as, as we all can. Um, and I do feel that It's something that I do now. It's, it's, I've embodied that. It's something that um, I'm a lot calmer in, in myself and the way that I think about, you know, decisions that I've made or, or things that I've done. Um, and so that one's been a really important key for me. And Yeah. I just want to add something here because that has been one of my favorites when I first came across it. It's it's a beautiful, simple heart meditation mm. to look at yourself with loving, compassionate and tender eyes. And it balances in time that harsh critic that most people have. Mm. And it is so simple and yet so efficient. And I remember clearly in my own journey what a transformation that was to start practicing that. Okay. What else? What else? So the third one for me um, is if you have eyes to see, be very aware of what you say to whom and when. So this one has been really important for me in terms of, you know, how I relate to people that are doing inner work compared to those that aren't. And so those that are not as conscious or not as able to what's the word I'm trying to find Karima not as able to openly communicate um, or relate to to me or to themselves um, more closed down maybe yes yes that's it and so it's really helped me just be aware of, of what it is that I'm 
I'm I'm saying and and how vulnerable I am to to different individuals um, because it was causing quite a bit of heartache <laughs> and pain, a lot of pain. And this is another one of my favorites that I was given in my mid thirties. Uh, some very wise person told me at that time and. Because often when we are getting more in touch with our truth and more authentic, it can create a misunderstanding that we should speak our truth all the time to everybody. And if we don't, you're not truthful. That's why I love this teaching. You know, be very aware what you say to whom and when. So we can choose. Some and sometimes there's an addition to this. It's better to zip up, to actually not speak, but to at least <laughs> yes. know your truth inside. So this is a very helpful guidance. Mm. Beautiful. Now, let's talk a little bit about the physical body and why is connecting with the physical body important? For me, connecting with my body, if I embody it, then I remember it always. I don't necessarily retain as much when I read or listen I definitely love that as well. But for me, movement is foundational, um, whether that's dancing or shaking. And I'm not talking about structured dancing. I'm talking about just letting my body do whatever it feels in that moment, listening to that music. And sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's flowing beautiful. But essentially, I can let go of so much when I get into my body. And then at the end of that, when I stop and am still, It's the most peaceful, sublime stillness you can imagine. Um, and, you know, the end of the day in Pune, the Kundalini meditation, it was my most favorite time of the day at quarter past four every day to, to go and, and do the Kundalini shaking meditation. And I came out of that sparkling every day. Um, I absolutely love it. And I still practice it at home, but I do it more in the mornings because I love I love the shaking in the mornings and the dancing in the morning. And, yeah, that is one of the really beautiful ones. I remember the many, many days I've done that one in Pune myself. Yeah. And um, the cleansing it has, it's like you shake off the day and then you're mm. clean and then you go into your evening and start the next day again. So, yeah, it's very important to connect with the body and through the body and let the body move. How would you describe the importance of the heart for transformation? You mentioned a little bit already, but maybe just yes. deepen that a little more. I was quite surprised at how disconnected I was from my heart, um, especially as I previously defined myself as open and loving. And for me, the heart's been at the center of my transformation. It's something that, you know, we that's where we start, right? We come into the heart and then, and then I kind of move out. And definitely connecting with my heart has amplified all of my feelings. So I feel that the pure joy and the bliss is exquisite, but then to feel the sadness and the heartbreak and the anger, it can be quite overwhelming at times. And it's in those moments that sometimes I wish that I could just go back to being disconnected and unaware um, but then when I move through that and I experience, you know, the calm after the storm, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's divine. 
And that is another really crucial point because when we learn to open our heart, like you're describing, everything gets amplified. It's not just the good or the happy mm. or the joyful. And this happened a few times this week in sessions where I actually talked about that, that once we really open the heart, we can't make a deal with life and say, okay, I'm going to open my heart only if I'm happy. And then I had to understand that opening my heart includes everything. That means also hurt and sadness and pain. And once that was clear, I just was in a very, very different space. And that's my commitment since then. And it keeps continuing. Anything else about the heart? No. Okay. Beautiful. Let's talk a little bit about the inner child. So the inner child for me is really the, the yearning that I have to connect with nature, to, to be playful and silly, but also in other times it's to be nurtured and loved and held and held in my softness, but sometimes in my sadness and my tears and, and feeling as though there's no judgment there. There's no... Um, trying to tell me what to think, feel and do. It's just just that gentle holding. Um, and then for me also, the inner child, there's a lot there around the connection of my childhood experiences with my lived experiences now and seeing I'm more easily able to see some of those connections now and see how powerful those connections can be and how overwhelming it can be because of past experiences but in this present moment and being able to see that and be more aware of it and therefore being able to transition through that more quickly. Now, have you experienced places of deficiency or holds? I have and... There's very much for me, you know, that fear of going close and being sucked in and then I pull back a little bit and then I have, I want to edge closer. There's almost a little bit of curiosity to edge closer and then it might get a little bit overwhelming and I've got to step back again. But I had this most, I had the most amazing experience with you once, Karima, around getting closer to my to this amazing hole um, that was massive, like it was really, really big and it was on this desolate piece of land. Um, but as I got closer, the grass started growing and the beautiful trees started growing and these flowers, gorgeous, every colour of the rainbow. And this desolate landscape just became like a spring wonderland. And so I didn't need to go into the hole I purely had to accept that it was there and relax and just lie back in this beautiful, beautiful landscape. And then I just lay there so calmly and so happily with this giant big hole next to me, but I didn't have to go through it. And I have had to go through other holes, but that's that's the one hole that really sticks in my mind is that it became part of the beauty of my inner world. 
And that also shows in that moment there was no resistance from the mind or misunderstanding that this is horrible or you have to avoid it. You work very open. And then sometimes it just, you don't even have to go in and get through that awful passage and then to something good. It just shifted super quickly. And that is possible. So that's a very encouraging information for others to hear that, uh, you know, learning to get in touch with inner holes a bit more. Thanks for sharing that. Prue, what does listening to inner guidance mean to you? Often the greatest insights that I've gained is when I've gone towards the resistance. It's trusting my inner knowing and that it's guiding me to where I need to go. Sometimes it'll feel like just a niggly little silly thing on the side and I'll be going, no, 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 I want to go down this way with Karima because this is more important and this is the thing, the thing <laughs> that I want to talk about today. But what is this thing over here? And you always make me go, go over there. I'm like, but I want to go this way. No, And so I think now I'm more readily trusting that when I go in, it's the first thing that I see and it might sound ridiculous and I just say it anyway and we keep going and then it uncovers this amazingly lush insight, feeling, whatever it is in that moment, um, but definitely go towards the resistance. And what you just mentioned there is very important that everybody will discover that more and more in time that when you do the work, anything that arises and often the first thing is crucial and we don't often know what it is about but you just receive it open it up more and then see where it takes you so that's it's a form of surrender also letting go in doing the work mm. beautiful let's talk a little bit about becoming whole what does that mean to you at this moment in time for me, that brings up the question of, will I ever be whole? Do I want to be whole? What does whole mean exactly? Not sure. <laughs> but when I first started my journey, I remember constantly thinking that there would be an end point where I'd have everything figured out, where nothing would impact me, that I'd be blissfully happy all the time. Now, of course, it didn't take me long to realize that the journey's never over. It would be quite dull and extremely boring if it was. And I'm quite excited by the fact that it's not over and that I don't think I'm ever going to feel completely whole because I've got that yearning to learn and to add more in, into my realm. So to me, it's almost like there's always going to be a little part that's not whole, that's got, is, is still available to fill with amazingness. <laughs> I love how you put that. <laughs> yeah, it's the ongoing exploration and we get to know ourselves more and more on deeper levels and it's a really beautiful attitude towards yourself that you're describing there. Mm. Um, now we're coming towards what we wanted to talk a bit more about the emotions traffic like light toolbox and mm -hmm. you shared with me that is the tool or resource you would like our listeners to take away from today so please talk a bit more about it and describe what that is 
I'd love to. So for me, this is something that we've only just recently put in place, probably within the last three, four months. And essentially the traffic light toolbox, it normalizes the emotions for the whole family. So it's a really straightforward system to clearly identify the emotions and be able to support not only yourself, but everybody in the family to transition back to the green zone. And the green zone is where we're happy and we're calm, we're focused, we're kind and we're loving. Um, the other zones, just to give you a bit of a, a map, um, the blue zone is when we're feeling sad, sick, tired, bored. We've also added, you know, lonely, although not alone. Yellow zone is when we're feeling frustrated, worry, a bit overexcited, silly. We've added hangry because that's a big one in our family. <laughs> um, annoyed. Um, red zone is when we're feeling angry, mean, out of control, rude. And so what we're trying to do is, um, you know, really normalise how we talk about how we're feeling throughout the day. So we had a family meeting and we laid them all out and we spoke about each of the zones and then we spoke about the tools. So the tools of what we as, you know, individuals, um, what would we like to do if we're in the yellow or the red or the blue zone, how are we going to get back to green? And so, you know, we had our family meeting and we each sort of listed, you know, um, there was going for a walk, doing some exercise, reading our book, um, having a cuddle, doing some art, meditation, puzzle, dance, reading. Um, we had a big list and we've, I put all of this up on the wall so that just in the kitchen and lounge room so that it's really easy for all of us to see it and be able to refer to it. And so it's really taken some of the, the energy and the fire out of when one of us are transitioning in and out of green and it's allowed it to take that that personal edge off right so it's not uh i'm not needing some time away from you because i don't want to be with you right now it's just you know i'm in the yellow zone and i just need to go and do a meditation for 10 minutes and then I'll come back. And what's really beautiful is because all of us in the family are using the same structure and the same language, you know, both last weekend he was like, mommy, I can see you're in the yellow, so I'm going to talk to you about this later. And I was like, you're right, I'm in the <laughs> yellow. Thank you so much because he's a talker, right? And he was just talking at, at, at. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not, I just can't. I can't, whatever I was doing, trying to get us out the door, I think, um, and packing lunches. I was like, I can't do this and, and talk and listen and answer questions. But for him to be able to reflect back on me and be able to not necessarily say, mummy, you need some time out. <laughs> it's more that he was aware that in that moment, you have a, an amazing analogy, which I love, which is, you know, when people are in that yellow or red zone, it's almost like their ears have fallen off, right? And yes. so he now understands that. He's like, oh, hold on a minute. Mummy's in the yellow. She can't listen to me right now. I'm not going to get what I want from her. So I'll just come back later. And I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. I love this. <laughs> the fact that, you know, it's 
it's taken so much of this pressure and strain out of our family because we're able to transition through and especially Bo, you know, he's, he's emotional, he's sensitive, he gets be you know overwhelmed by big emotions and now you know he can go actually I just need to read my book for mummy for 10 minutes mummy and I'm indistractable and I'm like okay sure I'll just I want you know I'll leave you alone for 10 minutes and you know it's beautiful that he now has that that understanding about how he can help regulate himself and and support others as well I really love when you first brought that up in a session and we will add a link in the resources of this podcast so other parents can research this. And I love what you described, you know, how you're using it and it sounds like a fantastic system. And we definitely want to invite others to check this out and help their own families with this. So is there anything else right now you would like to say or add or do you feel complete? I feel complete. So I want to thank you. That was beautiful and very, I love your passion. Yeah, the way you described everything. And I see you in your next session. Thank you. Bye. Much love, Karima. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Whole podcast. My passion is to make this world a better place. And that starts with each one of us feeling and being well. If this podcast has helped you, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Leaving a review also helps others find the podcast. My new book, Becoming Whole, The Art of Inner Transformation, is available on Booktopia and Amazon. For more information, check out my website, inneralchemy.com.au or find me on Facebook. Facebook.